0: Shit, someone had responded to the Instagram post that I made when I I videoed us walking into the school. Someone replied to that and said, I wish I had someone like you guys or a Sean when I was 15 that could tell me a couple things that would just make me have some self-belief. Here we are for another day. Um, It's Friday. What Friday is it, by the way? Oh, it's the 24th. That's right.
1: Almost October.
0: It is almost October. We're going into the final quarter of the year. You ready for it? I'm ready. Um, We're just going to dive into this because we just had uh, an amazing experience of having an opportunity to speak to Las Vegas High School. Um, George, what would you categorize that class as, that classroom that we spoke to?
2: unmute my mic here for a second. That's how <laughs> unprofessional of me. Um, so yeah, just so you guys know, I'm George Carmona. I am the engineer, but also special education teacher at Las Vegas High School. So the kids that you were speaking to today, all were classified as having a disability. Some of those disabilities being emotional disturbance, some of them being um, health impairment, which is like par- uh, coming from parents that abuse drugs as they were in the womb. Um, so heavily like in the mental health sector. Correct, okay. correct. So yeah, you you guys. Uh, I I know. I, I tried to I tried my best to kind of give you guys like a rundown, but you really can't fully prepare for what those kids bring to you because you know although like they'll they'll take your most intimate moments. Like you guys had a couple of uh, deep intimate moments that are like really impactful and heartfelt, and then like they their emotional processes are a lot slower. So. Their initial reaction may be just to laugh sure. or just to, you know, not give the socially appropriate. Emotional response that True. most of us are used to, but it was a pleasure to have you guys come in today, and I know you guys are going to dive into it. So I'll go back to you.
0: Yeah, that was uh that was one hell of an experience. I mean, yeah, first we walked in there, and a couple of kids are just goofing off and having a good time. I mean, shit, I was doing the same thing when making I was making jokes, you know, just being completely stupid all over the place, calling but, us out. <laughs> but uh, but it was it was definitely it was definitely a blessing. Thank you for that. I'm I'm very grateful that uh, we had an opportunity to come speak to them kids that do come from. Uh, troubled backgrounds, whether it's whether it's uh, mentally or dysfunctional homes, um, abuse, drugs, mental health challenges, whatever it was. I mean, that's obviously up my alley too. So uh, I'm very grateful for that opportunity, and hopefully, it turns into something else, and maybe something bigger across that school too. Because um, you know, we went in there, and I'll let Davrick take over on this part, but we went out, we went in there with the uh, with the idea of you know, maybe touching two or three kids um, that would really connect with our stories and can see that there's a better life out there than where they're at, and that their their challenges that they're going through or that they have in life uh, doesn't stop there, and that it can actually be used as a weapon versus um, an anchor. So, uh, Davik, you did start off the classroom with the with the speech, so why don't you kind of Talk a little about how you felt, what you felt when we walked in there, and then just like your overall vibe and energy, because I know mine, like I was just in a place of bliss um, and gratitude, just in there. I literally felt like, man, I'm back in fucking high school, and I literally like seeing myself there, oh, yeah. doing all the stupid shit that I used to do.
1: Well, it, it was it was exciting to be there, and I think, and and I was excited for the day, I was excited all week, because we've been there on the other side of the fence. But at the same time, it was kind of intimidating because it had been so long. And I felt more comfortable talking to CEOs about getting their (laughs) company straight than these kids, right? Well, because we got to make sure we don't say the wrong thing. we got
0: to make sure. The thing is, we have to bring this. I had a difficult time with this, and I I think you did too, because we're so used to talking to people at a higher level, corporate level or income levels. And we had to really bring down... The way we would normally speak to people so that the kids can somewhat at least try to connect right. with us. Because if we try to speak uh, the way we normally speak, it would probably
1: have gone so far over oh, their head. Yeah. they be like,
0: who the hell are these guys and what are they talking about?
1: Yeah. Yeah, because we've been coaching CEOs, executives, how to improve their business processes, make more money. Right. And, and get their head out of their ass. And then we're talking to these young adults and teenagers, and we got to bring it down to their level and remember what we were doing. And, and the activities and stuff we shouldn't have been doing and how to improve. So I think for me, it was it was trying to get across. When we walked in that room, they were cracking jokes at us. Oh, yeah. You know, and I'm like, okay. I was like, whatever. I'm like, oh, my feelings, you know, F your feelings, but i was <laughs> like, okay. George was right. It's going to be, you know, they're going to come at you. And they did. And I think the combination between your experience, my experience, and trying to translate that over to them and let them understand that we're not special. We, we've been there. Instead of some guys that came out of Harvard and, you know, had all the everything given to them, we, we came from the School of Hard Knocks. So I think for me, I feel like we came across to a couple individuals we impact their lives, uh, and, and, and hopefully for the better. There's a couple individuals, and, and we don't want to. One's already posted us, by the way. Oh, really? The, the, the group picture we took, he they already, they already posted it,
0: and he actually left a very heartfelt message. I haven't had a chance to re- respond to it. I just saw it. I left a heartfelt message. To us, thanking us for going over there and speaking to them, um, which that fuck man that I'm getting goosebumps because that totally touched my heart and it made it just made that this I would say this probably made my year. Oh, um, absolutely, absolutely, uh, it's priceless. Like, yeah, I'm price. It's priceless. I'm speechless. Um, shit, like I wish we could do more of it. You know? Yeah. Well, we definitely will too. Um, I do not mean to interrupt, but I'm just in this place of. <laughs> genuine happiness right now, um, especially because there was two, three, or four kids that really latched on to us, asked questions, We're really curious, like, what did you guys do? How do you get out of this? Like, how do I get out of this negativity if I'm stuck in oh, it? Oh, yeah. Um, it and they really, they really connected with us, and there's one kid um, I really connected with, and again, I'll let you take over, but uh, what a crazy experience. Oh, Great I was, experience. I was trying
1: not to be emotional because I was there, and yeah. nobody did that for us. Nobody, teachers, nobody. Like, oh, Davish is a problem child. Parents weren't there. Nobody's there. And it's like, man, I was getting emotional. And and I saw a couple kids lean forward. I saw a couple kids show interest. And even the ones that weren't, when I when when we when we spoke to them, we hit a trigger, hit hit, hit a nerve. They, they kind of the football player kid. Yeah,
0: he was, he was all jokes, cracks, and like basically like fuck you guys kind of attitude. And then uh, you said a couple things, and it
1: shut him up. And he really like tuned in. But it wasn't it wasn't to attack him. No, no. He tuned in. That's he what I'm saying. Yeah, he tuned in. So, um, man, it was just after leaving there, I'm like, man, I'd rather spend more time at high schools and colleges than at these tech corporate companies telling a CEO, this is why you're losing money. This is why your leaders are failing, right? Um, man, it was good, though. And then you had some great messages, too, because your background and a couple of the kids, you called them out in a positive way and said, let me see the individuals in here who have, have what you know done other drug? you know he said well, this was the amnesty room first of all you know amnesty right you know I army's mean, like okay amnesty you got your last chance to say everything you want to say or put everything away you know you're not going to get in trouble right and so kids were like saying they've done stuff yeah and this
0: one kid was like no man you're gonna fucking i don't want to get fucking snitched i quote that that's what i said i'm like bro i'm not gonna snitch on you i promise you i did yeah. i i was doing what you were, what you're doing now times a thousand so but promise you there's no snitching over here going on.
1: But I I think, George, I think most for the most part, they're, they're good kids. There were some good kids in there. I mean, one kid was sleeping, right? <laughs> he was knocked out. <laughs> Another guy kept getting up and wanting to leave. You know, I'd say probably 90% of the room were good, good, genuine kids, but they just had some challenges in life that caused them to affect, affect them and act a certain way and lash out.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, I think George would agree with this, that uh, there's probably nobody – in their life, that has told them the future is bright. Nobody, George, correct me if I'm wrong.
2: No, no, no. You guys are hitting hitting all the right notes right now. I think uh, the thing that kind of will help you guys understanding kind of like what you guys just did in impact wise. Like, obviously, it is those two to three kids, but I promise you that mofo that was sleeping, my boy Michael. Uh, and then the the kids that may have seemed disinterested, that is them not being able to process how powerful what you guys are saying are. Like they understand those are all the right things. but for some of those kids, they can't even begin to comprehend that, wow, like this actually does exist in my life. So although they may have not been, you know, fully participating in active listening, sitting up, the messages get through. and if that that was a part for me as a teacher, It was hard to understand at first because like usually whenever I'm talking to somebody, you know, you make eye contact, you know, you're you're giving them verbal or nonverbal cues that like I'm understanding what you're saying. But for these kids, sometimes maybe it's rocking back. Sometimes it's putting your head down. Sometimes it's closing your eyes or not looking at the person and visualizing what it is they're actually saying. So you guys definitely affected the entire room today in some way, shape or form.
1: That's, that's um, awesome.
2: Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. I'd be 100%. curious. You know,
0: I'd be curious um, mm. because there was the that assistant coach. Uh, what is his name? Will. Correct, Coach Will. Um, I'd be interested to like. W- you'll see him Monday or something. Or yeah, yeah. Do you have a cell phone number? His. Yeah. I want later on. Why don't you ask him for his feedback? I'd be curious from his perspective because obviously, like we were more there talking to the kids. So we had to bring it down, but I'm curious to have, if if he got some good value out of it. I'm sure he did. But because we're there speaking to children, um, I want to know what his feedback was, just from a different perspective, because um, I'm sure he's, like, not knowing, like, what the hell he's about to walk into and, le- and hear from.
2: Yeah, hear from so us. so uh, this whole week in, like, preparation of having you guys come in, because this is the first time, like, I, as a teacher, have ever, um, you know, trusted individuals to come in, because I, I knew oh, you we two. appreciate that. You two are, like, tough, you know, alpha male kind of people that... Have come from similar stories. So, like, I was like, man, this is all connecting too perfectly to not at least extend the invite offer. Um, because it's terrifying for me as a, as a teacher like that, sure. like, cause I know what, um, like one bad thing can happen. Right. Or like they're cracking jokes at the beginning and you don't stop that shit immediately. Then it's just like an, a never ending. You can't really get control of them. Kind of. situation. Yeah.
1: And there was, a, there was a, a, a moment there where George was trying to get, I say, like, no, 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 let it go. Let it go. Let it yeah. go. Cause I wanted, I wanted to let it play out a little bit so I could, cause I wasn't, I wasn't offended. I knew, I, you know, I we, no. know, we know how to deal with it. And so it was like, oh, it's okay. Let them let, let, let go. You
2: know? I, I actually have a couple of clips here that I can play so then people can get a better visual of, uh, like, <laughs> what I was seeing, like, while you guys were talking. Sure. I mean, I'm not sure how the audio will be on these, so bear with me. Necessary. And I was driving Domino's in a $500 car in high
1: school. I could barely get a stop sign would down. And I looked at what he had in his life what I what he had and what, what I wanted he didn't have. I said, I want to be here in my 30s. I want to be on my 40s. But I have friends around me that told me, oh dude, you ain't gonna do nothing. You are gonna be someone just like us. I got friends that are dead, prison, still rapping at 50, didn't do anything with their life. They're still rapping. Not successful. Not successful. I had a lead. All
2: right, so there, there was one little clip and then I have one more where Davrick's talking here. it Sean. Or Sean, my bad. Sure. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's what I'm asking. So like, here's
0: the thing. You're you still in a position where you get to still communicate. You guys can still friend, You guys can still go about the next. You guys can still share about you.
2: All right. So, those were the couple of clips I got just to help people visualize, you know, like what the room looked like and. How you guys? Uh, how you guys impacted him? Right there at the end, you were talking to one of my students, uh, Sean uh, Brandon, h- huge car lover. Like you, you guys definitely had a little bit of connection with him because he uh, he collects Hot Wheel cars, and you know you were you were relating to him, Davrick, that he needs to start an eBay and like there's no excuses, and like you 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 can paint their life for them in front of their eyes, and it it takes individuals like you who have done it and have seen it. To actually give them the hope Like you connected with Brandon Sean I know you connected heavily with Abraham Who yeah. Yeah. Um, you know he He's a kid he lost his father During COVID uh, and, and he lost his grandfather to gangbanging Perfect perfect examples there So these kids Man yeah. the, all they needed was That light all they needed was that Instagram Follow to be like shit this can Pull me out of the mud
0: Yeah it was uh, oh, Man, I'm getting chills. Like, man I didn't rise. know he lost his father too I didn't know that either. That's, that kid's that's, so that's fragile, his, right? That now. That kid's fragile. But I, um, I sent him a text message, or a DM, while I was waiting for you to arrive, and I told him, "I'm like, listen, bro. I was like, just, just keep working hard. The future's bright for you if you just capitalize on on your on your gifts." Um, and he just said, "Thank you, bro." And then I'm, I, I took a couple of individual pictures with him because I really connected with him. You know, he comes from a, a rough background. You know, like I said, his grandfather was a gangbanger. And um, I hope I don't get in trouble for sharing this information. No no man. Um, it's life-changing work. people need to hear this and uh, you know he told me that the last some one of the last things that his grandfather said to him before his grandfather passed away or was killed was that you're gonna be just like me man when you grow up, you're get, getting older you're gonna be gang just like me we're gonna go this our lifeline in this family is all gangs and he's like my mom and dad, brought me to Vegas and got me out of L.A. as fast as possible because they wanted me to get out of that life. And I asked him, I'm like, well, let me ask you, is that the life you want? Do you want to go down the path that your grandfather did? He's like, no. He's like, I don't want any of that stuff. And um, he's like, I just don't know. At first, I was like, I just don't know what to do, where to go. And then, you know, we realized that he's a gifted artist. Um, and we just, I just kind of had a nice pep talk with him from from start to finish, even at the end when we showed him the cars and what life can look like. Um And I could tell, I I felt the kid's energy from dark shift to light, Um, and I felt him really just drop his guard. I felt him, um, I could feel that if I had a little bit more time with him and I gave him a hug, I could feel that this kid would have broken down. Just out of like, I know no one's ever told him you can have a bright future. You have a gift. You can capitalize on it if you just put your focus where it belongs. If you get yourself away from people that are causing any kind of friction in your mindset, um, and I know no one's ever told him that before. And he's—I could literally see him engaging, processing, and he's really um, internalizing what he's hearing from me. And uh, you know, like I said, it's just a a great
1: gift that we can give. It was awesome. Great experience, man. The kid yeah. was, yeah, and, and he, wouldn't, he wouldn't talk about his art, but he's artistic. He's got that, that ability. got to pull it out of him. Yeah, you got to pull it out of him. And then the other kid with the Hot Wheels, you know, he he's, I go, you got to go to trade shows, toy. He goes, I do. I said, there you go. Now you That's, gotta, that's yeah. the
0: kid. That's actually the kid that posted about us. Well, go ahead. I'm going to pull up the
1: post. And, and, then, and then I said, okay, start an eBay account. Start selling, buying, trading. And then you'll be the consultant for Uh, collectible Hot Wheels people will start coming to you and saying hey what do you think is it authentic is it good what's the value (laughs) Um, but there was you know and here's the thing George that that I left there walking away thinking what if we could come back and speak to an auditorium of kids what if we can come back and and, and speak to uh, every school in the school district what if we can come back and and speak to all the high schools in, in Clark County you know, and middle schools and, and colleges, you know, because I, and I'll, I'll go back to this. Speaking to corporate executives is boring, you know, and I told these kids, I put my phone number and and, and uh, Instagram on the board. I said, look, I don't care what I'm doing. If you need if you need help, call me. I'll be there. Right. Because, you know, I told them, I said, if, if, if one of the guys at these, you know, tech companies said, hey, us go grab coffee. You're not doing anything for me. I'm not wasting my time. I'm busy. You're not making me money. I said, for you guys, you guys give me more value than me talking to a CEO over coffee and beer. I don't drink, but you see what I'm point. I said, if I'm playing poker on the weekends or I'm doing something and it's the weekend and I'm available and you get in a situation where it's tight and scary, call me. I'll drop what I'm doing. I'll be there. Why? Because you mean more to me than some corporate dude in a suit. Right? So, I don't know. What? What? what if you don't mind me asking, because I had a colleague call me when I left, the one I was talking to. And then I, I, she's you know she's trying to work through this project with this client. And I said I'll call you when I'm done. And then she's like, "What what kind of class was it?" I am like, "Well, it's not an IEP program. It's <laughs> kind of like children and kids that are you know having challenges." But is it like a break period class? What is it, George? What is the class called?
2: So yeah, yeah. Um, I teach technically right, and it's going to sound a little crazy to you. I teach 27 subjects. Because I have to meet the needs. So it is it is an IEP. Uh, every, every student that was in there today had an IEP, which is an individualized education plan. So when you're classified as having one of the 13 disabilities, um, most of my students are classified as having emotional disturbance or health impairment. Uh, they will come into my class, and then I am to provide instruction in all subjects, freshman through senior All different things. So math, English, history. So like I have to do I have to do a lot of work. But what it ends up turning out into and what you guys were seeing me use, I use like my currency and stuff, is I just treat it like a job. You know, get them to start understanding the basic fundamentals and principles of what life's gonna bring to you. You add value to my life by being a good student, by being a role model to those around you. I reward you with currency. You know, when you don't do that and your friend's buying all the chips. You're going to start to realize the basic principles of like economics. what life, yeah, of economics and what's life's like. Right. I have them do use savings accounts. I do gambling on Fridays so they can understand that. And, and
1: make sure we clarify: this is funny money. This isn't real no money. money. <laughs> Correct. So these people are like kids gambling <laughs> at school.
2: <laughs> They're cat bucks. I call them cat. And, bucks.
1: and IEP. Can you explain to people what that is? Because some people don't know what that means. That. Acronym?
2: Yeah. So individualized education plan. Um, what it what it is? It's an eighteen page document in which we outline how a student is currently doing, um, what goals they need to be achieving in this uh, the school year in order to uh, like kind of reaffirm that we are individualizing education. So when uh, Ken, President John F. Kennedy's, uh, I think it was his like his oh my gosh i'm trying to think like niece i think it was a niece she had um asperger's at the time which we would now call autism this is when it all kicked into place so right around the 1960s they enacted into law that every student with a disability had to have individualized education and it did, it manifested itself in today into this 18 page document in which we me as a special education teacher i have to follow that to a T or else we can get in trouble with a lot of lawsuits and legal uh, issues.
1: And know my daughter is in an IEP in high school, so uh-huh. we had a call with the IEP teacher, the counselor, and we did this call this week at 8.30 in the morning, and they go over the document, where is she excelling, where is she failing at, where does she need to improve, and she's diagnosed with Asperger's, but now she had you know, autism, they got rid of high functioning, but she's in an IEP program for certain classes, certain classes. She excels in some and fails in others right so pretty interesting yeah no i
2: i think the thing that people uh people really don't understand when you hear that a student has an iep is there's like there's so many different forms right there's broad there's a there's a little girl who's in a motorized cart that needs a one-on-one person with her at all times just in case she needs to use the restroom i saw
1: i saw that girl yeah yeah so, so, so i'm
0: curious i did not mean to interrupt but since mm-hmm. you said it because the two the only two girls that were in the class, they were so quiet, they didn't say anything. Like what's their what's their backgrounds? Like So one of those students
2: actually the Make the, sure
1: make sure you say HIPAA compliant, just FYI.
2: Yeah. well I mean I think yeah Protect yourself. If I'm being honest though, I think <laughs> these things have gotta stop being so I don't Right, know, but I, what was right. like Sean okay, said, what's the yeah. challenges? Um so the the smaller Black girl, she was, uh, she's classified as having a severe learning disability. So a lot of those students, uh, are like probably at a sixth grade Mm. educational level. Okay. Um, so their classes are really remedial and focus on a lot of repetition of basic skills that we've learned in school. Uh, and then the girl that was next to her, I think she's just out in normal classes. She, she's what we would call a typical peer. So what we'll do is we'll take a lot of kids that don't have IEPs and we'll place them into classes with us so that that way the kids can start to emulate what a typical peer does. Wow. Got okay. Like as a role model of sorts. Um, so she's and, like the good student in the class. Correct, correct. And I even I use uh, my one student, uh, Jonathan. He was uh, the guy who has all the YouTube subscribers. He is a video uh, gamer. Uh I know he's no, a,
1: he, he's a, is he
2: the he, WWE guy? WWE guy. Oh, I goes. talked to
1: him. He was like, Davrick Davric, check out like, my wrestling
2: guess,
0: move." Guess, he's like, "Guess how guess how tall the Undertaker is?" Yeah, I'm, I'm like, like, "How tall?" Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, "I don't know, like 6 7." He's, he's, he's dropping like, all six, these 10.
1: He's dropping all these fun facts. He's like, "Hey, guy, what does this mean? This is the Undertaker." And I'm like, "Okay, cool, man." <laughs> and I told him about Dana Brooke, who who we used to hang out with a WWE person. He's like, "Oh yeah, she won this title, this title." I mean, the guy's a walking encyclopedia for a,
2: WWE, yeah. So it, the the cool thing about Johnny, Johnny is classified as having autism. Yeah. So I saw he, that. he is higher functioning. Um he still has his emotional outburst, is and that's why he's placed sure. in a class like mine. Uh <clears throat> hey, the kid in the blue shirt. Kid in the blue shirt. He was yes.
0: he's that. he's that. he actually seemed very intelligent, um, and very aware, and he was tuned in from the beginning. Like oh in oh, the, the light
2: blue shirt, my yeah. SPTA? Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. So he How is, is he? he is twenty He's 21 he's years student, old. He just went he? to basic military training. He's in the reserves. So he's my assistant teacher. This is the thing that uh, a lot of people don't realize. You think teachers get underpaid. These, the, the SPTAs or the teacher assistants, yeah. they get paid half of what we get paid. But without them, my job becomes Hell. impossible. Yeah. Impossible. So he's a he does a good job at relating with the kids, listening to them out. He what I like to consider is that my teacher aides play the good cop, and then I come in and I play the bad cop and sure. enforce the rules.
1: And I, I'd like to see feedback from that other teacher that came in, the lady. Yeah, who is that? The lady that came in.
2: Oh, a, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. She she's another SPTA. Okay. uh Yeah, but I'll definitely your your SPTA or for someone else. Uh, so she works one on one with a couple of uh. Of uh, With the girls that are in the motorized chairs. Got
0: it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the, kid, the other kid that is your SPTA um, in the blue shirt, Um. I am curious. I'm very curious about him because he started out being engaged and he was engaged the whole time. Um, I didn't even realize that he wasn't because he was sitting in the mix of everybody. Right, right. Um, but I'd definitely would love to know where his thoughts were. And uh, you know what his goals are. Yeah. So just like I said, he didn't even remove his mask. He just blended in with everybody. And I thought, like, damn, this is a smart kid in here right
2: now. Right, right, right. So I mean, he 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 just like I said, he just got back from BMT, and he he's in the. I feel like with all the SBTAs, including myself, we use a lot of the messages that you guys relay, and we try to piece it together for our lives. the The crappy thing is, and that I. I've felt since you guys left is like, man, this isn't nearly done enough because although me as a teacher, I give these kids those opportunities, like Abraham's going to be doing graffiti on my wall and, um, getting him to post it on Instagram. Like I, I, you, I can lay out the path for these kids as much as I can, but at the end of the day, they still view me as teacher, teacher, teacher. And we don't nearly have as many guest speakers coming in to paint a better picture of reality for these kids in high school. And it it's it's a disservice because we can give those same messages that you've relayed to us and trust me, trust me, I do. I play you guys' clips, I, I show them like you know, what you have to do in order to be successful and Coming from you, it's so much different than me repeating it.
1: It's funny you said that because he, the kid goes, "How did you guys start a podcast?" I'm like, "How does he know about the podcast?" So the kid remembered. Obviously, he's watching the podcast in, in class. Yeah, because he asked you. He goes, "How did you get your podcast?" You Which know?
2: kid asked that? I don't remember. That was Stefan. That was a football player.
1: The one, the one that was sitting in the middle in the back.
2: Yeah, okay. oh, the troublemaker. Yeah, the troublemaker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you know what?
0: I that's think, right. He did that. Yeah, I remember you. Right. I
1: think if he, you know, like I said, I'd encourage you know. George, you know, you to bring it, you know, to the principal or somebody where we come in and we do a group or, you know, even in like the music room where we do a bigger audience and, you know, we talk to kids because even the good kids, you know, when I say good and bad, it doesn't mean all the kids are good, but, you know, but even kids with good grades are doing stuff they shouldn't be doing. Look,
0: in today's day and world, the reality is in today's day and world, um, for young, young, young children at that age, um, it's very rare that they have parents even if they don't come from dysfunctional backgrounds. It's very rare that they have that they have parents and other uh peer, people that they can look up to that are literally telling them like there's belief, we believe in you, we have faith in you. You just got to change change the trajectory of, of what you want out of life, put your focus where it belongs, you know. Cut out the people that, that have no service to you, that have no service to you now, that have no service in, in, your, in your future life. And obviously, if they hear that nowadays from anybody that's, that they're close to, it's not going to mean much either. But at the end of the day, still, it's very rare that you hear parents telling their kids, they're champions, we believe in you. Like, how can we help? What can I do for you? Like, what do I, what do I need to do to assist you to capitalize on your gift? You know, um, you know like this kid, he's uh, Abraham gifted artist and his his family is not telling him you have a gift kid like let's yeah let's, he, let's do something with it
1: <clears throat> he woke up too because he was really reserved and he quiet woke up he was just sitting there he didn't want to talk and then he kind of he started he started shaking his head looking the other tell me the other kid, talking, the other kid we're talking i saw him doing that and i thought is he like these guys are idiots or screwballs but then he was like and then you try to get him to talk and he was shy but i'm now that you mentioned that his dad just passed away and a story about his grandfather, which I didn't know. Well, that's why I said, like, I'm, that's why I said, like, we're not changing this until he answers me, because I was going to
0: break through to him. I knew I could. I could tell that he was just being reserved from being shy. Um, and, and I, I showed knew-
1: him my friend Sam who does graffiti. They like, look at this. Here's on my phone. He said, "Wow, he did that." I said, "Yeah, you, you got all the ability, brother."
0: Yeah. So it was uh, like I like Dabrick's saying, if we could speak to the whole student body, I mean, shit that would be huge for them.
1: Because we also empower the teachers, right? Because yeah, you, you guys got the toughest job out of anybody. We can come in and go out. We're like grandparents. We come in, oh, nice baby, and then we leave, right? You got to be with the kids all the time. And look,
0: maybe not you right now, but me, when like when I I have, I mean, shit, I just met with someone last week and I'm meeting with someone again um this week about someone who's a parent um you know, that's that's uh they're just beat up in life. They have no sense of direction anymore. They've lost their sense of passion, um, their perspective of what their vision is. And yeah, even some teachers um, will f- fully benefit from us being able to speak to them because it'll, it'll re-spark the whole purpose of what life is supposed to be about. Because I know that, you know, like, I'm sure you remember too. I remember, like, there, I had some teachers that just fucking hated life, hated the students, hated being a teacher, just hated everything. So because of that, and it just trickled into their students, and they were just mean to the kids as well. Um, and you know that that's just, when I look back on it, this was obviously a few years after I got out of school, when I when I reflected back on that, I realized, like, man, like, my teachers must, some of my teachers must have been so miserable with their jobs, so miserable with life, like, no sense of direction. I
1: mean, you got, they yeah. have no
0: mentorship to look to, because obviously, in the, and correct me if I'm wrong, and I don't mean this in any form of disrespect, but in in school, like, how many teachers can really look to other teachers for for inspiration or, you know, something to look forward to in life? They're usually then getting stuck in this rut, in this black cycle, um, this black hole where it's like I'm in this never ending cycle and I don't know how the hell I'm going to get out. This is my life.
2: Yeah. I yeah. I mean, it, you, you run into a lot of that. Uh, they call it. For most people, it's 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 called just teacher burnout, man. And if I'm being honest, um, me being 23 years old and having to deal with 12 kids emotionally, understand their backgrounds, understand what motivates them, understand what are some antecedents. So like, what's happening before they have a really bad behavior? Like I'm anticipating all this. I'm taking all this in at 23. I feel like. If you want to be a person who can understand a person emotionally and know how to really connect with somebody, go be a teacher. Because in order to be a successful teacher, which I feel like I am, you need to go that extra effort to dive in deep in search. And I I like doing this because I still have the passion. But come 10 years in down the road, you know, that starts to dwindle. Right. And then what happens to those teachers? They become parents who don't really know how to drive their kid or tell their kid what they're good at because a fucking parent doesn't even know what they're good at. Right. You know what I mean? And then they, so now you guys having this talk with the kids, it would be interesting to see how many kids go home and actually tell their parents about this and try to like maybe motivate or reinvigorate their parents. Cause at the end of the day, there is that flip in humanity where us, we, we're getting raised by our parents our whole life, but then you realize your parents only know so much and that you can break through and you can get past that, and you now become the teacher. So what you guys are, are, are doing for these kids is like you may be sparking not only them, but then they are taking home, their message to their parents. People yeah, because it, it, it's
0: definitely going to intrigue them. Because like I'd be curious. You, you're you you nailed it. Because this was in my thoughts as I was getting over here on my way here. I was thinking to myself like, okay, so the few kids that we did get through, including the 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 assistant coach and the um, your assistants, mm-hmm. uh, they go home and they tell their parents. Like what's what's the wording? What's their verbiage going to be? Like like, oh mom, dad, these these two dudes came to our came to our class and they showed us their awesome cars and they gave us some motivational talks and their parents went, what the fuck?
1: (laughs) (laughs) And then the next day, next week, they start a business, start paying the bills for the parents. But I mean, like, but
0: I am curious because I'll be I'll be very intrigued if any of the students do go back and actually are able to relate even like 50% of what we were there for and actually says like, mom, I want a different life. Yeah. it's going to be, I want
1: something different. Yeah. Probably, probably, Hey, these cool guys came, mom. Oh, okay, great. You know, that's about the extent of it, but some might get through, some might not. I just hope the message can go through the school and go viral between the kids. And then it gets to teachers and then the teacher's like, Hey, can you bring these guys back? Right. I mean, Absolutely. That, that's a joy I get. Like what we did today is priceless.
2: Yeah, I I think uh, one of the biggest disservices because I'm thinking now I'm like, how do you even like begin to solve this? But it, it the only way that teachers in every subject would start doing this is if it was baked into the curriculum. You like us as teachers, it's now required for us to go out and find twelve to fifteen guest speakers to come in once a week. There's oh, only really? there's only I think, I think there's thirty six weeks in a in a school year, so why not? Every other week a teacher is required to bring in a guest speaker to Is this every teacher or just the type of no, students that I'm, you teach? I'm I'm trying to get it to everybody because like I think it needs to the you guys are talking about possibly wanting to speak in like auditorium and do like a big mass group. I think you guys might have a better effect. In a twenty to forty person room, compared yeah, to I agree, like hundreds. I agree, if that makes sense. So,
1: so like if it's, if it's math, right? Like, like how, can many,
0: I, how many kids were in that class, how, including all the assistants and everybody that was in there?
2: I would say Like twenty. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I would like say more like under
1: a little under twenty. I would like
0: to. I would think if we did it to, and this could include teachers also, like a full uh, room of like fifty, like fifty people, yeah. between students and teachers. I think that would be very impactful. Definitely, uh, but I also believe that. As we get some teachers engaged, some teachers will ask some questions yeah, that will
1: be like, "Whoa!" You can you can you can bake that into the curriculum: math, economics, business, right? All that can be baked in in some aspect, right? Um, you know, even even like social studies. Well, you grew up in this region. What's the different, you know, dynamics of growing up in Seattle versus L.A. or you know, Shit, so,
0: Vegas and Vegas and right? California, or, Vegas, know, California, Dallas right now, Like, right, Shit,
1: right? So. Um, Anyways, we got to do that again. Um, I'm fine just doing that. not even talking to CEOs anymore. <laughs> right? Unfortunately, that's our bread. Yeah,
0: exactly. So we have to. But, uh, man, George, I'm exceptionally grateful uh, for that opportunity. Um, really hit home for me, my heart. Um, made my made my year. I, I was yeah. Like I said, it made my year. I I walking into that, I was afraid I was gonna break a tear, but like I knew that I, c- I can't no matter what because these kids need to need a couple of alpha role models that are like what's because because here's the thing we don't know what the what the dads are like. At home. No, we have no idea. And, so we got to come in and show them like this is what a man. This is what a man is. And
1: I was cracked. I was trying. My voice cracked a couple times, bro. Yeah, it was tough. So, yeah, no, I,
2: I greatly appreciate you two coming in and doing that. Um, we appreciate we'll, we'll, we'll you. Definitely, uh, we'll definitely we'll do it again soon. Uh, I, uh, I enjoyed myself. I The thing I enjoy the most out of all this is seeing the happiness that it brought you guys because now when I, I can sell this to people, it's not like, can you put up with bad kids? It's like, no, do you want to get your heart filled? to a level that you don't even understand. Because I know you two are extremely successful people. And to hear the effect that this had on you guys, like, man, you guys don't even understand. Like, that makes me so happy. Well, yeah,
0: because like I said, it hits home for me because that's that's my background. I come from from mental health challenges and between like my, child, my, my childhood abuse and then the drugs and then the, the suicidal attempts, like all that stuff. And then me coaching in the mental health sector and then getting a chance to speak to kids again. Um, it's been a long time since I spoke to kids before and getting a chance to speak to kids again with the opportunity of being able to share, like, hey man, like I was right where you were, and let me tell you, this is what your life can look like, and then and then some. You just got to put it in the right places. Like I wish, I wish, shit, someone had responded to the Instagram post that I made when you and I, when I videoed us walking into the school. Someone replied to that and said, I wish I had someone like you guys or a Sean when I was fifteen that could tell me a couple things that would just make me have some self belief.
1: Mm. I didn't even see that. I, I, we've been so busy going from place to place. I haven't mean, looked at my head.
0: I was being um, not a good driver, and I was watching it and driving. <laughs> <laughs> All but, right. Uh, we got to wrap it up. We got to wrap it up. But today was a blessing. It was. I'm so happy. Right. Today was a blessing. Uh,
1: George, thanks again for that opportunity. We're definitely looking forward to doing it again. And make sure you guys uh, subscribe to the channel. You know, turn on the notification indicator when we release a new uh, podcast or video. Like, hit the like button, share this video, and and again, put the comments. And I'm starting to get comments, uh, but not a lot. I know it's a new channel, but um, if you have questions, make sure you you write it. Write write them in the comments, man. We'll get back to you. Yeah, I think maybe one day, uh, what we'd like
0: to do for the audience, if you guys want, like, we'll stack up a, a series of. Q&As, and, and then we'll pick out a few of the ones that we think are best, Averick, and we'll actually do a whole episode where there's 30 minutes to an hour on on answering some questions that people have for us. So we'll do it in like a 15-minute window. I like it. Um, and we'll do it like a Q&A, basically, and kind of go live on it. All right. Okay. Guys, have a great weekend. Stay strong. Peace out. See ya.
1: <sighs> Dude, man. I didn't even look at... I didn't even know
0: they were doing this.